I'm Stacy Gross, and this is Two Moms Day Drinking. Mary Hetrick owns an upholstery business called Electric Chair Upholstery in Jamestown, New York. She's also putting on a production of Eve Ensler's The Vagina Monologues in February of this year. Mary's the mother of one 10-year-old son, and in this episode, she talks about how important it is to find your passion. I guess I've always been like kind of crafty, uh-huh. but um, I was working at the Asheville General Store and I ended up like going on a leave of absence there because I broke my leg. I was out for like three months, you know, I had yeah. like major leg surgery and stuff. And when I was out with my broken leg, I just basically was like, I don't really want to go back to the Asheville General Store. Yeah. Like I've worked there forever, but like, I don't know what else it's going to do. Mm-hmm. I had gone to, um, I just gotten out of school for social work, mm-hmm. but I still was like, I don't know. I just right. didn't go over that. Um, so I, my friend Pete Shearer, who owns JSP, right. told me that like, oh, well, my dad um, co-owns Fancher Chair, which huh. is in Falconer. Um, and like, they're just looking for help. You know, it's a factory. And I'm like, oh. I've never done that before. That sounds kind of interesting. And then he called me back and was like, yeah, just go down there and apply. But the only part department they're um, hiring is the upholstery department. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So I went down there and like, I remember like the first day I went there because I had like no experience. Right. Like they gave me a chance. I feel like because like I was Pete's friend. Right. (laughs) But also like, I don't know, production upholstery like that. I don't want to say it doesn't take skill. Right. But But like production yeah it's the same thing over and over you kind of just learn how to do it Mm -hmm. um but honestly like that was probably super helpful because you learned how to do it yeah and then you could build in the passion for it yeah so it was almost like working there was like I always give props to Fancher because I feel like when I look back at my skills then like I I wasn't shit compared to what I am now like and that what they do at Fancher like it's high quality stuff but it's like it's pretty simple when it comes to like upholstery right a lot of press seats a lot of regular old cushions yeah like it's pretty simple but like you learned all the basics though all the basics but also like I just feel like they held, like, they had a really, they have high standards for mm-hmm. stuff. Like, it's an American-made right. thing. A lot of the um, companies that source them to make the stuff are, mm-hmm. like, really high-end, yeah. expect, you know, perfection and all right. of this. So, like. So, you had to learn how to do it well. It wasn't just, like, yeah, whatever kind of a Like, job. it was expected of me to have something look perfect. That's awesome, And I'll though, tell you because... what, if it didn't, like, we were tearing, I was tearing shit apart. So, right. I feel like I, no, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I got to do this perfect because I don't want to tear that crap apart. Yeah. You know? Like, no way. So, I started there. And then I did end up going to another shop, um in Lakewood because I I knew that I would not stay there because I love antiques Mm -hmm. and I just like as soon as I started working there the first year like my boss I already started at home doing my own stuff Mm -hmm. like you know tearing apart you know and obviously antiques and stuff like there's more like tying springs and horse hair and all that that I wasn't getting at Fancher yeah you know I was able to like kind of take what I knew though and but it's been a freaking learning experience I bet like I mean no, like, there are some projects that I've taken on in the past that I've been like, I don't really know how to do this, but I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And that's why, like, upholstery, they call it, it's a really good earn while you learn thingy. Yeah. Because, like... It's a craft. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's but craft. also, like, if I tear apart something, like, I remember when I first started, like, one of the first sofas I ever did, I was applying the deck, you know, 
and I totally fucked it up. I swear. I totally, <laughs> no, you can swear. I totally That's fucked it up. Thing. <laughs> I totally fucked it up, and, like, I knew that I fucked it up, and, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is so bad, and then I was like, wait a minute, like, nobody, I don't, nobody needs to know that I fucked this up. Right. Right? Like, right. I can tear it apart, and it's my own thing, and I have extra fabric, because I always get extra fabric, and then, like, sure enough, I did it again, and I didn't fuck it up, and then I learned that skill. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I still it's got like paid. unlocking an achievement, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. And like now I feel like literally like I could take on anything at any given point. Like I'm not a master, like my skill level is still not mastery, I don't think. But like, you know, I know what it's supposed to look like and I understand just like upholstery. I feel know? like you have a really flexible way of thinking and yeah. that a lot of people don't have. They're either I know the skill or I don't know the skill, yeah. but like if you're willing to take a risk and try right. yeah. you learn so much just by doing and, and right. tinkering and, and yeah and I mean things. I think a lot of it is just learned over time like just like the certain techniques to use to get fabric not to be scrunchy or mm-hmm. you know um just ways of like it's funny too because when I worked at this shop in um that I worked I didn't work there very long um I don't mean to talk crap about businesses <laughs> but it was just a little bit of there was a bunch of men and they're just so kind of cut and dry and I'm like this is so beautiful and look yeah. at all this fabric and they yeah. didn't give a shit about that right at all and like <laughs> I felt like that's it how was I felt just... in the newsroom they were like this is news and I'm like but this is a story yeah 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 you yeah, know? yeah yeah that's exactly and I was just <laughs> sort of like uh you know and I mean they had a lot of ways of cheaping things out mm-hmm. and it just was like uh you know and that's not what you were trying to learn right and also like I ended up quitting there because I was like look I don't care if you guys think I'm, like, a joke, but, like, I want to be the best, and I'm going to go do this, regardless of what you guys think. That's awesome. Um, But also, like, if you were doing this work at Fancher, like, I came from Fancher, like, this is, like, bullshit, you know? It's not high, it's not <laughs> good quality is, stuff, yeah. you yeah. know? And so that's when, like, after that happened, I got a job at the Labyrinth, and I was working there, but... It's always been like this, um, you know, and I've worked in and out of the domestic violence shelter too. Right. Um, it's always been this, like, it was always the plan to like have my own thing on, you know, my own business that I got income from. And mm-hmm. it's just been like, you know, I mean, it's, you can make a pretty decent living out yeah. of history. It's so much sure. work to start something up to have yeah. to start a project that, that you want to monetize. Yeah. So, but I mean... And that's kind of, I was having a conversation with another mom the other night and she had messaged me and said, I am not happy at my job. I don't know really what I want to do, but I'm just, what, what would you do? And, um, so we were talking about different things that she could do with her background and her education and ways for her to find her passion. Maybe it, it's not going to come from her work, but she can find it other places. Yeah. So, and that's what I, I think of when I think of you, because you do, you, you find ways to make it work and yeah. follow your passion without having sure. to give it up. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I feel like, I, yeah, I mean, I'm really good at upholstery. <laughs> I hate to say that. I hate saying stuff like that. But it's the truth. Yeah. Like, and when I say I'm good, I mean I'm confident. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, like, I love working for people. I mean, unless, I'm, like, I worked with this one lady in Fredonia, really, really cool lady, um, owns this big badass house by herself cool. out on the lake. And, yeah you know, has, like, just, interior. it's just such an eclectic house, yeah. and um, I went out there, and I talked to her on the phone before I knew she, but she's like, I'm really particular about my furniture, <laughs> uh-huh. like, I need all of the patterns to match, and I need, like, 
this, this, and that. And the guy that I had doing it before who died, you see how he did this, this, and that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep. Like, I'm really glad that you came to me because this is my thing. I love, like, I can't even, it's like literally like an orgasm when yeah. I finish a piece. Like, I get really like, oh yeah, my God. Like, you just want to look at it and touch it. Like, and I'm like, just like, I get so like, oh my God, it looks so good. Yeah. Like, I just get like really like turned on, yeah. I guess, you know? And like, I feel like it's like, that's why I know that I love it, you know, and right. I understand it. A lot of people don't you know? know what that feels like. Oh, they don't. They a don't. lot of people have no idea. They yeah. like they're. Uh, I went to college because that's what you do, yeah. and I got my MBA, and now I am in accounting, and I guess I like, like it. But seeing something that you did, yeah. like with your own hands, is right. like pretty awesome. Yeah, especially when like, I mean, there's been freaking sofas that I or pieces in general that like it doesn't even look good to me until it's all done yeah and so like the whole process of being like oh my god like watching it go from yeah 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 watching it go from like literally looking like weird and yeah. not coming together and the like, ones that you're nervous about in the beginning are the yeah. ones that always turn out the best yeah yeah no absolutely and like yeah it's just um it's really cool it's definitely my passion I feel like if you know and I do other stuff too like mm-hmm. I mean I'm that's just my personality though yeah. but I do feel like you know when I think about like oh this is like who Mary is like it's such a part of my identity now and right. like it feels right you know yeah. like I've always been I don't know I just like that I'm an upholsterer yeah it feels right to me it's cool and I feel like it's yeah I mean that isn't why I do it like I don't right. be, like the cool right whatever, but it's but like, like it's a cool unique thing like yeah i know people especially with like online dating they're like well what do you do i'm like uh um, i'm an upholsterer they're like what I'm like, yeah online dating can be yeah oh my god it fun. sucks oh it's the worst it's a, yeah it's i'm not a fan i'm not yeah fan. what else are you gonna do it's the world we live in oh my god but yeah it's like well the thing about online dating and like like i said i'm not trying to sound like oh i'm so great right but this is the truth like i feel like <laughs> dudes around here like they broke they i don't know they're right just, it's it's really hard for me to find somebody that has as much as i have to offer them mm-hmm. as a sense of like where i'm at in my life right and, i mean not that i'm at like a pinnacle right point. but like you're a super like excited passionate person yeah, and they're like what do you do for like yeah. What do you do? And I'm like, well, let's see. Um, and if they're not excited yeah. about it, then I have my own yeah. upholstery business. Yeah. I am a single mom. I'm a doula. Like, I do all this other stuff. And, like, literally I've had guys be like, oh, like, I don't even know if you're going to like me because, like, I don't even have my own apartment. Like, yeah. I'm not yeah. even kidding you. Yeah. I'm just like. There's, like, no. Eh. Yeah. yeah. I think it's intimidating. I think when you own a business, like, and you really, really own it, like, you do everything like I do, like, it's kind of intimidating. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be. I'm not I think it's intimidating just to encounter someone who's super passionate about stuff yeah. if you're not, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like people don't really get that if, if they don't have it themselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and then, like, here I am, like, oh my god, I'm so excited yeah. about this furniture, yeah. and, like, people are like, okay, just upholster it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people don't really... It's like how they say, like, don't ever give somebody, if you knit, don't ever give somebody who doesn't knit a knitted item because right. they just, like, you'll just give it to your grandma. She's like, oh, yeah. yeah People knows. just don't understand, right. you know? But that's, that's furniture, though. I mean, right. how often do you think, like, oh, I wonder how they assembled that chair. Right. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I can go over and, like, tell you exactly how they assembled yeah. it. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Like, or exactly what's wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I'm getting better and more knowledgeable in my old age. I'm constantly learning shit. Yeah. Like, constantly. Um, I'm actually going to London in oh, wow. August. Awesome. For, um, I've been following this guy on Instagram. His, it's Reloved Upholstery. Um, and, um, I, I just messaged him and was like, hey, like... I want to come to the UK. There's a lot of upholsters, and would you host me? And he was like, yeah, actually. And he does, like, this is really weird, but I don't know the deets yet. I don't know right. if I'm going to be involved, but there's some BBC show where, what? like, they rent It's kind of like uh, house renovate. I don't know. Right. Those, those reality what, shows yeah. where people come in and yeah. do whatever. Make it look really easy to make your house look nice. Yeah, <laughs> there's, like, some show that they... That's what they do. They come in and they, like, look and see what you already have and they, like, pump it up. Right. But he's, like, their upholsterer. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's like, well, I just want you to know maybe you can help because sometimes I got to get those things out, like, quickly. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, I don't know if that means I'm going to be on the show, though. Right. Like, being like, hi. But I mean, yeah. so that experience in and of itself, yeah. just to be, like, part of that process and to experience that, that's yeah. awesome. And you just wrote to him. Yep. That's and that's awesome. the thing. Upholstery can go anywhere. I feel like I've always wanted a job that I could travel. Um, and I mean, obviously, like, upholstery is, like... But there's, like, a lot of people that, like, that's... I'm just... I'm, like, relentless, and I have no humility. I'm just like, hi, can I come can here? I? Yeah. Yeah, there's this lady in Austin that she owns Spruce Upholstery. They're really famous, and she actually wrote a book. Um, And, like, she's one of... She's, like... When I first started, that was, like, the first book I bought. Yeah. So, like, a lot of, like, the stuff that I have, like, you know, a lot of, like, I always, like, tag her in it because I'm, like, oh, I got to brush up on right. how to tie springs. And I use that book, but I would love it if she would have me come and, like, help her upholster stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Plus, I get to go to Austin. So right. So, like, whatever. That's like, such an the, important quality, though, being willing yeah. to just go out and be like, hey, I, I love this. I want to yeah. learn more well, about this. Well, there's this show on... NBC now or something um that Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman host oh, it's really? called like oh my god I love I Amy Poehler yeah so it's called like make it or something because um you know Ron Swanson there he's yeah, like yeah. a Nick Offerman is like right. a craftsman the show is all these people who do like upcycled stuff yeah and like they have different skills like woodworking or textiles right. or you know whatever whatever and then like it's like a challenge thing kind of like um Project Runway. Yeah. Yeah, so I started watching it, and I'm like, I could freaking, I have way more skill than any of these fools. And none of them are upholsterers, or sewers, really. So, yeah. So I'm like, I'm about to, like, try to get on that yeah. show. Get on that shit, Mary <laughs> Doom! I know, but I also feel like I don't want to be one of those douchebags that's like, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. But, like, no, but like, I just was looking I totally at get it because you want to have the experience. Yeah, it's yeah, all about the yeah. experiences. And yeah. I also feel like not to be a jerk, but they could do way better. Like some of the people on there are like, they're it's 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 like tchotchke crap. Yeah, it's not like in real. There's a soul. I'm not good at tchotchke crap. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I can get down with a good craft session of yeah. any kind. Yeah, but I'm more like I've never been good like. A home sewing machine, like, I can barely sew on it. On my industrial, I can do anything. Yeah. Like, I'm more of, like, a industrial craft yeah. kind of gal, right. I guess. Whereas, like, the little details and the minute right. stuff, like, 
that isn't my strong point. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. it's cool that you know that though. Yeah. So you can play to that. Oh yeah. Or if I ever wanted that. to hire somebody, yeah. I'd be like, well, I need to hire somebody who's good with the deets. Yeah. So few people stop and think about that though, in terms of what they're doing. Like they don't stop to think about yeah. where their strengths are and where their weaknesses yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, I definitely know where my <laughs> strengths and weaknesses are. <laughs> and it usually revolves around like, <laughs> what do I swear the most at? Like, <laughs> when I'm putting on Gimp, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And I work by myself, so I'm yeah. able to like, I get really castaway-ish yeah. when I'm working with myself. Yeah. Or I go like, look at that, Hedrick, good job. <laughs> like I say shit like that. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, oh, you have Jesus, to. look at that. Look at those cleats are so sexy. Look at you, Hedrick. Like, look at I you say go. Shit like that. But I also say, like, Minga, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that yeah. has gone into me pretty much being self-taught in a way of, like, reupholstery. I mean, I yeah. definitely learned the basics. Like, I didn't know my ass from a staple gun Right. I started working. I remember going in, like, the first day, and my boss is like, have you done any upholstery? I'm like, nope. And he's like, oh, well, this is what we do. And I saw people with the pneumatic staple guns. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do I get to use one of those? Because <laughs> I kind of want to. Yeah, but he was like, uh, yeah, that's like the job. I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. You know, like, I didn't know how to, like, you should have seen me with a tack hammer the first time. Like, I'm like, uh, you know, but then yeah. like to have him come over and be like, no, it's from the wrist. Right. You know, like. Just that apprenticeship like, experience is yeah. so much fun. When I was in college and I never wanted to be a tattoo artist, but I loved tattoos and I couldn't afford tattoos. So yeah. the, one of the tattoo artists in Edinburgh was like, build needles for me yeah. and I'll give you tattoos, cool. you know, or like work the front for me when we get busy and keep people in here talking yeah. about what they want until I can get to them and I'll give you a tattoo. Sure. So I got to learn how to build needles. I got to learn how to deal with people in that context. Cool. Was, I love that. I have a lot of respect for anybody who yeah. just wants to have an experience and is willing to go try. Oh yeah. I am like my whole life. I've been like, I just want to try everything. Mm -hmm. There's very few things that I feel like I wouldn't I mean, and I mean that as in, like, like I wouldn't try heroin <laughs> just to try it. Hard drugs. Yeah. Or, or like, anything dodgy. Right, like right. Stuff like that. Like, yeah. I would go and learn how to build needles. I'm, like, insatiably curious. And yeah. once I get interested in a project, I, I just I yeah. take it straight to the yeah. core, you know? I just, there's so many things that I'm, like, like, right now I'm learning German. Yeah? Just to learn German. How's that going? Because I want to learn so many languages, and I, my brain so, just doesn't. I am very, like, I'm not on, like, a regimented schedule. Right. I'm right. just learning. Um, I bought this book of the Salvation Army, actually. And, yeah. like, it was really cool. Like, it's this old how to learn German book. And, like, somebody had wrote in the oh, that's notes. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm just learning German. Um, I am German. But it's just, like, one of those things. Like, yeah. I also want to learn, like, Mandarin Chinese. Yeah. You know, like, uh. <laughs> You just, I know. There's, like, yeah. my brain is on a thousand yeah. different channels like, at one time. Like, where do you want to travel? I'm like everywhere, right? Literally, I would literally anywhere, go anywhere. Give like, me a ticket to anywhere, and I'll yeah. go check it out. And I don't care if it's a small town in Alabama yeah. or yeah. if it's in. I don't care. I'm super anywhere. excited to go to London. That's though. gonna be awesome. Because I, I've been to Europe. Like I went to Europe um, with my sisters, like right after high school. But I don't know. I was only like 18. Yeah, you can't fully appreciate the experience. Yeah, it was way. And we were very like bang, bang, bang yeah. from here to here. It was like let's get yeah. as much in. And now like, um. There's a lot of, like, I just, I love... I'm the type of traveler that I don't want to go see, like, the Louvre. I want to go yeah. see how people in the country yeah. live and, you know, outside like, of Paris. Like, immerse yourself. You know, yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. have the, like, the personal experience. Well, like, London to me is just, like, I just, there's so much I want to do. Yeah. And, like, but, like, I also, like, 
I'm okay with doing touristy stuff so just to say that I did it. Like, right. I want to go to Buckingham Palace. Right. Like, I love the royal people and yeah. shit. Not like, oh my god, they're, I want to worship them, but right. I find them to be fascinating. Yeah. Also, the queen's a fucking badass. Um, but, like, that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to take a train to Amsterdam. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Have fun, girl. I'm jealous. Yeah, so I'm mm. going to take a train to Amsterdam and, Mm-mm. like, just be there for four days. If you don't hear back from me, <laughs> you're just gonna stay there. Yeah, you'll know that I totally I'm, you've rented an apartment and you are yeah, not. Or back. I'm like in human trafficking. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, remains yeah. to be seen. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like if upholstery can take me there, like, I mean, even like, um, you know the um, like Majengo children singing that yeah, the yeah. Essex have. Yeah, like I know the one guy there, Matt Brewster, that like was in charge of it. He ended up going over there just because like. He knew how to build shit. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, yeah. I go to, like, some freaking orphanage yeah. and teach people how to sew. Hell yeah. Or, like... That's... I love anybody yeah. who has those weird little skills yeah. because they are useful and they're, yeah. they can take you places, but you have to be yeah. able to use them creatively. Yeah. Like, you have to be able right. to be creative in how right. you're going to make right. them pay. It's I awesome, too, when you're able to find other creative people who can fill in where your, where your weaknesses are. That's their yeah. strength, you right. know? And network oh, totally. with those people. Totally. At electric chair upholstery, like, there's this girl here. Come down yeah. and get your freaking pants hem. Yeah. You know, and, like, I'm not making yeah. money off of her. Right. She's making her own money. Right. But, like, at the same time, People like, are coming in and seeing your stuff. Yes. They now know what you right. offer. Also, there's just, like, shop. a bunch of crappy-ass women. Yeah. Like, and they people know that that's where it's going on. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the right knee guy, you right. know? <laughs> um. So, yeah. I mean, that's it's, awesome. it's really, as, I feel like as much work as I want to put in is mm-hmm. what I'll get back out of it you right. know so if i only put a minuscule amount it won't be as big as i want right you know and yeah. like i've toyed around with like a lot of different stuff like oh i should just try to find like a real upholstery job or oh i should go mm-hmm. back to fancher and have them pay me more i think or, that's like, always a hard problem yeah. that creative people have i know though like and this is like the ch- god's honest truth like I know that if I do not try to push mm-hmm. this business as far as it can go, I will regret it yep. my whole life. Yep. So, like, even if I do it and I'm like, damn, like, this is too much work or damn, this is like, you know, I'm not making as much money as I thought and I'm in debt now or like whatever happens or, you know, whatever happens, like, right. I just feel like if I don't do it, then to I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, damn, I should, because I have so many ideas yeah. and like. I don't know, as far as upholstery goes, like, all my ideas have worked. Yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> what you're supposed to be, the universe is telling you this is what yeah, you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, And, like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's, I've really, like, hurt, well, not hurt myself, but, like, I, don't, I would love to have people be able to, like, come and see me work and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'm like, man, like, this is really cool. Yeah. And nobody's watching me because I'm in my creepy-ass basement. <laughs> right. Like, nobody yeah. knows, like, how hard this is yeah. or how skilled or, like, the process you know? is just fascinating. Yeah, like sometimes I'll itself. have my girlfriends come over. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, come on over, but I'm gonna be working while I do it. And they're yeah. just like, oh my god, like, <laughs> what are you doing right now? Right. Like, I didn't know. Like, it's interesting to yeah. look inside the skeleton yeah. of the chair. You know what I See, mean? See, I'm that way though too. It doesn't matter what it is or if it's anything I would ever even want to do myself. I'm fascinated by yeah. a process of a thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if absolutely. someone else is passionate about it, I love to watch them do it because yeah. it's always enjoyable yeah. because they're having fun. Yeah, and honestly, like I don't know, I feel like it would be good for me too to like if I was showing people how to do something because then mm-hmm. I really talk You're about more it. Aware. And I'm like, yeah, I really do know what I'm freaking yeah. talking about. It'd be validating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. 
I don't know. I just feel like that would be like really, really cool. I mean, sky's the limit. Really. Yeah. And like Jamestown right now is like, I don't know. I don't mean to be like a Debbie Downer about it, but <laughs> right. it's just, I'm from Jamestown. Like I've been around, you know, and like all this new stuff is happening. And a lot of people from out of town are trying to make things happen and it's great. But, like, I don't know. I, I do think it's on the rise. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But I just think that, like, with me being down there, like, I like it because it's central to right. Chautauqua County, pretty yeah. much. And it's central to Warren County, yeah. like, a little yeah. bit. Like, I feel like a lot of it's really Warren easy. Oh, ever, going to yeah. downtown Jamestown. Yeah. Right? You go. Yeah. I go there for things that I can't get here. And if I'm on the yeah. way, if I'm going to be on the way and I know that that right. shop is there, I'll stop. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, like... Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I would love to have, like, a little flea market mm-hmm. type thing and, you know, sell shit. I mean, I've been collecting vintage clothes since I was 13. That's awesome. Literally, like, I have, like, boxes and boxes and boxes of shit up in my attic. Plus, I have, like, six or seven of those, like, rolly industrial racks. Yeah. Just full. Oh, that's awesome. Of stuff. That's so cool. Dresses. And oh, my God. And hats and... Oh, what's the coolest thing you have? What's your favorite thing? Can you oh. think of, like, one thing that stands out for you? Because I love that kind of stuff. I do have a sweet, like, share from the 70s jumpsuit. Oh, my God. That has, like, a neck thing. Oh, my God. That's that awesome. That I got at a, the one of uh, the AMVETs in Pittsburgh, like, a long time ago. That is amazing. Um, I have a sweet pair of custom-painted Doc Martin really? combat boots. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so jealous right now. They have, now. like, a lady with, like, a gun up to her mouth with, like, the smoke coming out. Oh, my God. Yeah. They are custom-painted, but they only made, like, 50 of them in the whole world. <gasps> it was, like, this guy who did stuff for Doc Martin in Tokyo. That's amazing. And I found them in this thrift store in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. my God. Did you cry? Like, yeah. I would cry. Dude, I remember I found... This was when I was, like, 15 or 16, too. My sister was going to Chatham uh-huh. College, and my sister, my older sister... And, like, my sister, my middle, because it's me, I'm the youngest girl. Mm. So it's me, my sister Megan, my sister Tobin. So Tobin was in Chatham, and then Megan had just gotten her driver's license. And my parents, you're dumb, (laughs) let us go to Pittsburgh by ourselves. Oh, my God. The two of us. And go stay at her college for the weekend for, like, siblings weekend. We went, so I've had those boots since I was, like, 15 or 16. But I remember I grabbed them off the shelf. Yeah. And my sister came over and was like, oh, I want those. No. And I was like, fuck, no. I will fight Here's you. Here's the thing, though. They're size eights. I wear a five. Ah. Oh. So I just have them. A lot yeah. of the clothing that I have. Yeah, because you feel something yeah. when you touch it. Yes, it's I not, know. I have clothing of all different sizes because, like, I don't, like, I just started collecting them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm that like, way with vintage jewelry. Yeah, yeah. Like, See, I that's the thing I don't... I'm not a big jewelry no. gal on my own. I'm rings. But rings yeah. is my thing. I don't like necklaces or bracelets, but rings. Yeah. Like, well, there's, like, these Etsy sites. Like, yeah, you can kind of... So I would cool. love to do that. And yeah. also, another thing, too, that I would love to do is to custom make costumes. Yeah. I freaking love Halloween. I <gasps> usually have, like, yes. pimp costumes. It's my favorite Halloween. Yeah, so I feel like... I love all the vintage... I want the girls to have, like, a vintage costume. Yeah. Like a remade vintage... Oh, man. Wouldn't I know. Wouldn't that be so cool with the crazy paper mache yeah. masks? Well, like... Or just, like... And there... I don't know. I would love to do stuff like that. Like, yeah. people could come and I could say... But I would help them up. Like, right. here's a whole bag of shit that you're going to need, including your makeup... Mm-hmm. And you know anything else that you're gonna need props, yeah. right? Like, cause it's all about props. Yeah, you know, I would love to do that. Um, I think that's really an undervalued, like, to be able to go to someone 
if you aren't super creative but you have this idea yeah. and you'd like to to be able to go to someone and have them make it happen yeah that's such a great and service to be able to I have. love creating things from like yeah when I was to Statue of Liberty a couple years ago I was like oh uh, you know they they sold like her crappy torches online yeah. I was like this is right. stupid I literally went to Home Depot bought a flashlight um, and then bought some tissue paper and some spray paint. Right. And I spray painted it the same color as the Statue of Liberty. So it looked like this. I took a salsa plastic container that I had and glued it on the top. Yeah. And then I took freaking tissue paper and made flames. Right. And it was perfect. Yeah. And like, it was exactly what you wanted. And it was exactly That's what I wanted. So awesome. And it cost me like five dollars. That's awesome. And it worked and it looked better than anything that you'd buy online. Yeah. Like I don't. I love doing shit like that. Yeah, like, absolutely. I love. Like, I would so much rather have a handmade thing or a handmade gift. Yeah. Or a thought like something that is weird and vintage like that. I have a wreath of baby shoes on my door. Oh yeah, cool. That came from Ithaca cool. from a friend. You know, she yeah. just saw it and she's like, "I knew. Yeah. It's just a wire circle with baby shoes all around it, and it was perfect. Yeah. It was the greatest thing I ever got. You yeah. know. So just weird vintage. It's hard stuff. to find stuff like that. Yeah. So, how did you get into the um, vagina monologues then? Just like for because of feminism, I don't. So I worked on and off. So I went to school when I first went out of high school. I wanted to be an English teacher, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck this!" Yeah, I was like, because I actually really, really love literature, and mm-hmm. I love, I would love to teach like high school English, yeah. but I'm terrible with grammar, yeah. terrible with spelling. And a lot of, like, the classes I were taking were, like, editing and shit, yeah. just because it's part of the degree. It, the, yep. Intro to composition. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, no. So yeah. then I switched to human service, um, just because whatever. And then I, like, was taking, um, like, I minored in women's studies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I obviously, like, wanted to work with women. Um, social work is kind of a weird field, especially around mm-hmm. here. Like, a lot of times you end up working at, like, nursing homes yeah. or... I don't, I mean, and that just, I knew I wasn't passionate about nursing homes. Right. I knew I wasn't passionate about, um, hospice right, or, right. um, and then there's even like D- DSS and yeah. all that. It's just whatever. So I ended up working, um, at the domestic violence shelter in Jamestown, um, which is the only one in Chautauqua County. Really? Um, yeah. So we serviced everywhere you know so that includes like forestville and fredonia and all that shit like it's the only one in chocolate county um so i started working there just because of like i don't know i feel like i have a brother and i have two sisters and it's blended though they're my stepsisters Mm -hmm. but we've been together since like we were babies really right my parents got together real real young um and their mom my, so my sister, so it's my stepdad, who's my dad, you know, mm-hmm. right. my biological right. father. He died and he wasn't even in my life. Right. He basically adopted me and my brother. And then interesting enough, like when they were little, their mom had it like left them. So my dad had custody of these kids, which was kind of unknown. Yeah. Especially in the was, early 90s. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah. For the 90s. So we were like the Brady Bunch a little bit right. there, you right. know. Um, But I grew up and nothing against my parents, but they're traditional, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. And, like, I felt like at a very, very young age, I felt that my brother was getting treated better than us uh-huh. because he was a boy. And I remember, like, I mean, I have an okay relationship with my mom now, but I was, I was literally, I was, like, young. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> right? 
Like, why does he get treated better than yeah. us? Because he's a boy? Yeah. He gets why to does do he have better different stuff? roles? Why does he yep. get to do different things? Yep. And I, they, yeah. they used to, like, say it's because he's the golden boy because they thought I was being a brat. But really what they were doing is, like, they were breeding me to be this, like, fucking feminist. Because right. I was, I had, I had to fight for, like, equality in my right. own house. Right. You know, I mean, and it wasn't that bad. Right. But, I mean, it, it wasn't. feels that way. And as a kid, yeah. Yeah. everything is intensified. So, like, even, so because of that, I feel like. I don't want to say I was a tomboy, but, like, even, like, on the playground when I was little, like, you did not give me shit. Right. Because I was, like, especially if you were a boy, because I would be, like, you know. I'll beat your ass. Yeah, and, like, just, um, my older sister was, like, you know, I've talked to my sisters about this, too. My older sister felt it, too, and my older sister is way more, you know, my, my middle sister is warming up to it because she's in the beer world, and so she brews beer in Pittsburgh, yeah. and, like, cool. I remember saying to her, like, once she was getting into it, like, wow, this is so cool. And, like, you know, you need to go in there and yeah. bust up the old boys club. And, yeah. like, she was just, like, I just want to brew beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think now she's, like, way more into it. Like, mm-hmm. she's actually, like, the organizer or the um, the whatever president of the Eastern Coast Pink Boot Society, which is, like, the League of Female Brewers. So that's cool. Yeah. So she's definitely yeah. getting, like, more into it. Yeah. But, like. Even my older sister, like, he kind of had to be like that. And then, like, as soon as I was, like, teenage, it was, like, forget it. Right. I was, like, I need a Franco and no bra. Oh, hell yeah. I'm not yeah. shaving my armpits. And yep. all through high school, like, it was really weird in high school because, like, I was popular, but I was not, like, one really of the popular. popular. Yeah. yeah, like, but I hung out with everybody. So mm-hmm. I could hang out with, like, because I was weird as fuck in high school. Oh, like, But I was weird in a sense that, like. You were able to work it. I was not. I was not able to work it. I was the weird kid that everybody was like, "What's you know what though?" I think here? what happened is, is like, when I was in middle school, I played softball, and like my sister and me were kind of like, I, I my sister was really athletic, but at the same time we were all kind of edgy. So like we met all these people who were like jockey, right? And then like as soon as high school hit, we all changed, and then like my friends were like, "Oh, well, I'll still be friends with you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I mean. I just was very, like, I've always, like, if you talk to somebody who knows me and they, like, that's what they would say. You know what I mean? And then when I started working at the shelter and, like, learning about domestic violence Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, the effect it has on women and families Mm -hmm. and, like, sexual assault and, like, because I was also a sexual assault advocate, which Mm -hmm. um, I just stopped being, like, a year ago. I want to go back to doing it just because it's important. And, Mm -hmm. but that's literally going to the hospital after somebody's been raped and, like, talking to them and making sure that they're getting treated well by the hospital law enforcement right. um because it, it's it's re-traumatizing up. to yeah. have to go for a rape kit i mean that's a yeah. re-traumatizing event mm-hmm. you know it just is and like people just aren't trained especially no. law enforcement like Nobody's they look at it they look at it as like an attack like if like some douchebag went up yeah. and punched another douchebag yeah. and they don't understand why you're not like yeah. Helping them or doing what you yeah. need to do. And, yeah. So I got trained on how to, like, just trauma-informed care, I guess. Right, right. And, like, I love, like, it's funny to me because the women that work at the shelter are great. And, like, the woman who's the director there, she's, like, this old-school badass feminist. Yeah. But, like, most of the women who work there, they're, like, social workers. They're not feminists. So, like, here I am going in there being, like, yeah, like, let's all... Yeah. And, like, these women who work there... Save like, the man, save the empire. Yeah, like, <laughs> and they all, like, it's just really weird. But I think that that's okay, though, because, like, you get a lot of different people in the shelter. And, right. like, not all the girls are going to want to be, like, you know, oh, Mary, like, you know. But then there are some who, like, love that. Like, yeah. Like, this one woman works at the shelter, and she's, like, um, 
oh, the clients love you. I think it's all that women's rights shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. But I think just like, I think like somebody, you need people who have actually passions for that. Mm-hmm. Because like, that's empowering. The whole mm-hmm. s- being around somebody like that who talks yeah. to you like that is empowering. You know, and like, that's what domestic violence is, is like, or the, learning how to get over it, not yeah. get over it, but it's like empowering survivors to like, you know. The entire process, and it's a process yeah. of being abused. You, you're groomed for sure. abuse, and it's a long process, so you're disempowered through oh. over the course of years. Exactly. And so exactly. To, you need to be around people who are super passionate and fiery right. about it, or yeah. you never will be. And know that like making your own choices and being able to do that and, like, advocating for yourself, which is hard for people. Yeah. You know, that's why you need, like, a big mouth like me to, like, Mm -hmm. advocate. But the vagina monologues, I feel like, um, I've seen it. So the vagina monologues, um, obviously when I was working there, it's, it's technically a fundraiser Mm -hmm. for organizations that help and bring awareness to sexual assault and domestic violence that's the rules like if you get the rights to it you have to you can get it for free and you get the copyright and all that bullshit and then like but you have to say all the proceeds go to a dv shelter Mm -hmm. so when eve ensler started it you know i think the first one was performed in 1994 Mm um i think like so just think about how much money has been raised and it's never ever been done in jamestown i looked it up i asked jcc it's never been done in Jamestown. Um, the closest one to here that it's been done at is SUNY Fredonia. Okay. And when I was working at the shelter, like, they would always, because the Fredonia campus were, because we're the only one in Shelby County, the new center was also their thing. And the last couple times I went and saw it, like, I don't know, it's so, they're not doing it anymore because it used to be the Women's Student Union, uh-huh. and now I think it's changed because, like, and I don't mean to be insensitive, but it's like, we're not allowed to be, we can't just be feminists for women's rights. Right. Why can't I just like, yeah. And I mean, we all have vaginas or even if you have a dick and you want to be a woman and you, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, it's, I feel like vaginas are universal, like black women, Chinese women, like, you know, poor women. And that's yeah. what Eve wanted to do. Like, you know, let's look at like the spectrum. And I mean, the vagina is a metaphor. Like it's called the vagina monologues because like Eve Ensler went and asked women about their vaginas. Like, and I think a lot of women came back with like, like I'm doing hair, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like they talked about the, the biological parts right. of it, but they also talked about like, you know, how it's like, you know, it's, it's a very, that's why I think it's so successful. Like people think it's smut and stuff. Right. And And it, people think that it's supposed to be this like avant-garde, like let's shock people. And it kind of is, but for good reason. Yeah, no, absolutely. But also like when I went and saw the vagina monologues, like three or four years, three years ago, I think it's the last time they did it because they just stopped doing it, which sucks because they were doing it every year. And I mean, they weren't raising a lot of money, but mm. I mean, that was an extra at least $1,500 in the pocket of the Anu Center and right. bring awareness. And they don't really have a fundraiser for the Anu Center. Like they used to have a walk, but they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But a lot of organizations have like specific fundraisers, like, and the new Center doesn't really have that. And so I tried to do it last year, you know, in Jamestown mm-hmm. because- I think I've seen it done with college-age girls, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that they didn't do a good job with right. it, but 
I always felt like, you know, these girls don't... You don't fully understand. Right. And I mean, like, it's not like the, like the Bosnian woman. None of us are ever going to really fully... I mean, understand what it is to To be in a sex slave. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like, I just always felt like they... What the content of what they were talking about was, like, just so much more mature than, like, these 18, 19-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't do it justice. Yeah. So I, you know, had this idea to do it and... Everybody at the news center, because it's, it's famous. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't know what it is, but they know what it is. You know, and, like, so many people, I've, like, I was at, my friend Sabrina and I were hanging out, and then, like, we went to the beer snob after, and this guy was, like, sitting next to us, and we were just chatting, and he literally was like, are you guys talking about the vagina monologues? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and he's like, it's so good. It is so he's good. He's like, I've seen it three times. He's like, I saw it when I was in Fredonia, and I've seen it twice with my girlfriend at UB. And I'm just like, sweet. Awesome. Like, people know what it is. People have seen it. People are really excited about it. Um, Right now, we have, like, a 25-woman cast. That's awesome. Um, you know. Did you find some kiddos to play? Because I know when you were going to do it last year, the girls were I like, wanted to, and that was my plan. I wanted to find maybe, like, a mother-daughter yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, But we had this girl come who um actually works at the Labyrinth, and um she's kind of, she's only, she's, like, 24, mm-hmm. but she's kind of androgynous looking. Mm-hmm. Like, she's kind of a tomboy, mm-hmm. and she wears, like, when she tried out, she had on, like, these little socks and like vans yeah. and like a backwards hat, yeah. you know, and that's kind of cool because it kind of reminds us that there's that little kid inside yeah. of all of us. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Um, because I just felt like I think a kid, a teenage, you know, like a mom with her like twelve year old mm-hmm. could handle it, but I don't know. I just didn't want to make it. So we didn't find that, but we do have um one of my short skirt is going to be repeated in Spanish. Oh, that's awesome. Um, we're trying to find somebody who knows American Sign Language oh, to um, translate at least Eve's parts. Yeah. We have uh, two trans women doing awesome. the trans women piece, which That's is great. really important. Um, and they're rad. These women are fucking amazing. That's cool. And, like... To have them, and that's another thing too, like seeing that done by a non-trans person is awkward as fuck. Yeah, fuck it is. It's, it really is. You it know, it really, really is. Yeah, it's very. Um, it, it it can get really weird. Yeah. So we do. Have and that. at a time when people weren't talking about that or yeah. weren't willing to be known, right? For that being a part I of the life. I just feel like no. even if we didn't find trans women, I would probably do that to where like the lights were low and mm-hmm. it was somebody's voice. Yeah. Just because I feel like you can't do it or. Have people on stage in chairs, but, like, have them yeah. blacked out, you yeah. know? You know, it's a really good group. Like, some of the girls have experience with performing. Some don't. Mm-hmm. Some are survivors, and that's yeah. why they're doing it. Yeah. You know, like, some just, like, we have a pretty good a pretty good cast. So that's another thing about it, too. It's building a community, talking about our trauma in a way, you know, it's an artistic expression mm-hmm. and a way to raise awareness mm-hmm. about the time, you know, just the... The age-old thing that is the violence against women. Statistically, it's hasn't gotten any better. Not no. really. It's the vagina monologues is fucking awesome. Yeah, like the more and I'm directing it. Um, I have an assistant director, Brianna Matson, who's awesome. Um, I'm really glad that she came on board to help me because like I've never directed anything before, mm-hmm. and like I'm not like some uh, esteemed theater person. Right, you right. know, I'm not claiming to be. But I know that, like, yes, I want the show to be good, but that's secondary compared to, like, the whole event of it. Right. right. You know, bringing the awareness and, like, it's going to be good. Like, I have pretty high standards. I feel like I've seen it done where it's bad, like, and it's awkward. And that's disappointing. Yeah, it is. And it's awkward. And 
I told the girls the first night, I was like, look, I'm going to be hard on you. Like, if you're fumbling around with your lines, like, we're about to, like, boot camp you and mm-hmm. you need to tighten it up. I'm out there. I really want, I live it. I'm yeah. a single mom, business owner. Like, I've worked at the shelter. I'm a doula. You know what I mean? Like, and I can, You're like, balls deep in some women's issues. Yeah, and you I'm know? really trying to, like, figure out a way to, like, really, really help it, even if it's on the small scale. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like me, like I go and have help teenage girls have their Mm -hmm. babies and have relationships with them. They need it. You know what I mean? And that's my thing. You don't have to change the world. You just have to try to change one person's world. Right. And you've done everything that you can do. And like, I just feel like living it in your everyday life instead of being like some social freaking idiot. There are so many things I could say about Mary and about this whole conversation, but I'll refer you to the show notes at twomomsdaydrinking.com. But let me just say this, Mary's passion is infectious, and if nothing else, I hope every single person gets to feel that much positive emotion about one thing in their lives, because it feels amazing. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend, and come back next week for another episode. The music for this podcast was written and produced by my father, Bob Gross, on his goddamn electric ukulele. I'm Stacey Gross, and this has been Two Moms Day Drinking. See you next week.